Welcome to the Go Lead Everything podcast. Do you aspire to become the best leader you can be? Then come along with me and GLE. Faith, love, integrity, courage. Four key values of great leaders all around the world. I'm Phil Swanson, and I'm on a mission to bring you leaders from all walks of life and arm you with the tools and mindset to lead effectively in whatever you are called to do. Are you ready? Because it's time to go lead everything. What's going on, everybody? This is Phil here again. Another great episode of GLE. Got an awesome guest today. This individual spent a little over half a decade in banking before becoming the managing partner at Affinity Wealth Management Group and Affinity Insurance Partners. He's passionate about leadership, so we definitely have geeked out over leadership a time or two, and uh, I'm thrilled to have him on the show. He's my friend, Scott Sama. Scott, welcome to GLE, man. Hey, thanks for having me, Phil. It's great to finally do this. Yeah, man, long overdue. We've been talking about it for a while, so before we get into the the meat and, and all the fun stuff. Let's, uh, let's hear a bit about your background and uh, how you became the managing partner of Affinity Wealth Management, Affinity Insurance Partners. Yeah, so uh, I got my, I say my financial career started um, at Quicken Loans a long time ago. I think I was there in 02. I went to work for them and then did mortgages for, I don't know, up until about 2009 and um, uh, actually came out here to Pittsburgh on vacation um, to kind of clear my head. I knew I wanted to take my career into a different path. So my brother lived out here at the time uh, and I called him up and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm coming out for like, I think I was coming out here for like, I don't know, eight, nine days clear my head, figure out what I wanted to do. Mortgages were, were, they were great, but I was basically a one trick pony. I was, I was helping people out with one aspect of their life and I wanted to help more. So I had a lot of friends and, and family out here as well. So a buddy of mine uh, says, Hey, listen, he knew I was coming out and he goes, bring a suit. I want you to talk to somebody. So he set me up with an interview. I didn't have a whole lot of high hopes for it, but you know, whatever, you know, I, never pass up an opportunity. Right. So I came in, I, you know, I, I interviewed at a, at a, at a pretty large regional bank and um, they interviewed me and, and it, it wasn't all that promising at first, what they wanted me to do. So um, I went about my vacation, actually looked around the Pittsburgh area for jobs, didn't really apply for anything. So, but cleared my head, did what I had to do. And on my way back home, I got a phone call from the bank and they said, uh, we're sorry, we, we interviewed you, we, we didn't realize what your experience was, and they actually offered me a job uh, uh, managing uh, branches of, of, their, of their bank out here, right? So I ended up taking the job, um, seemed like a good way for me to kind of learn different aspects of finance, whether it was, uh, you know, banking in general, and then business banking and, and investments and, and cash management systems and all, and all that. So so I did that, um, ran some branches uh, out here in Pittsburgh, and I kind of kind of bounced around. I would I would kind of get the sales force going, and then we would we would uh, hit some hit our goals, ex- exceed our goals, and then they they'd ship me off to another branch. And I kind of did that for a while, and then um, one day I'm sitting in my office, and and this guy John, who is a friend of mine to this day, actually 
shows up and he's and he pulls me in the office. He's like, what would you think about doing investments? I've, I've kind of heard you talk. You seem knowledgeable in this. And, and I said, you know what? It was actually investments were something that if you asked me when I was in my 20s, I tell you, absolutely not. I'm not interested. Now, I've always been interested in the market and, and all that. It just wasn't a job that I thought that I would be good at um, or take it to the level I'd be good at it. Sure. Uh, but now I, as I, I was at the bank and I started learning more, I, I, he kind of hit me at the right time. I was like, you know what? I can, I can do this. I, Cause when you're, when you're in your twenties, it's like, wow, you're handling all this money and it's a big responsibility. Yeah. I'm not mature enough to do that yet. Right. Right. So, right. uh, so anyway, so I, I, I ended up taking the job long story short and, um, I worked as a, um, uh, uh, they called it a, a, a premier relationship management. So essentially I worked with the, with the high net worth customers of the bank to facilitate investments and some other things as well. And it got to the point where I just didn't need the bank anymore. I was, um, I, I just wanted to create my own culture. Um, I didn't agree with the way they did things. Um, and it was just time. Look, the bank gave me a, a platform to be able to, to take the next step in my career. You know, we just, the way they operated was not parallel, parallel to my belief system and the way I would do it. Sure. So I decided that I just, I'll go do that. I don't need them anymore. Thank you for the, for the nine year career, but I'm going to go off here and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to try to build something on my own where, where I can instill the values and, and the, and the, um, the core values and, and the belief system that I, I, I believe in. And I, and I left with partners who, who had the same, who had the same vision. So it wasn't just yeah. me, but with two other guys, we've since split with, with one of them. He went his, his separate way and I stayed with Derek and um, you know, we're, we're coming up on four years independent. We're got about 17 employees now uh, directly and indirectly. Um, and uh, we're, we're rapidly growing and it's been, it was a phenomenal leap. I got, uh, it was a scary leap, you know, when, when you're responsible for bringing in, you know, the, the revenue. What was but, that like, man? I mean, were you, what was your financial situation like at the time? Like, were you in a good spot when you left? And well, like, I was in a good spot. I was, um, I was, I had, you know, I was climbing. I, yeah. I was doing well. Now here's the thing. I never wanted to go up for management sure. and, and they knew that. Yeah. My thing was I like personal production. I like working with people. So, um, they, I, they knew that, um, so they never came to me for the promotions. Now, what they would do is they'd have me mentor the new people that would come in and, and have me train them, teach them how to do, you know, the job properly. Right. But I, I was good. You know, I wasn't killing. I wasn't murdering it. You know, I wasn't making seven figures or anything like that. But I was bringing in large clients and I yeah. was, you know, you know, Pittsburgh, the city of Pittsburgh for this bank was, you know, this bank was in a 13 states, you know, there's Boston. Sure. And, um, uh, you know, there's larger cities and, and Pittsburgh was, was not really on the radar and not to give myself too much clout for this, but we, I, I took over the whole downtown market and we made, and with help with other people, it wasn't just me, sure. but we made a lot of noise and, and we started bringing in a lot of assets and, and, and really, really starting to put Pittsburgh on the map as far as the bank was, was as a whole Sure. on the investment side. And um, how'd you uh, like banking? I, uh, so here's what I'd say. It taught me a lot. So yeah. the, a bank is great because it forks in multiple different areas. 
You start at the bank here, but there's investments, there's lending, there's business banking, there's, there's um, uh, uh, obviously compliance, there's operations. So in a bank, to get a start, you're not going to make a lot of money. But what you will do is get exposed to a lot of different avenues that you could take your career. Sure. And you sure. don't need a degree to go to a bank. You know, that, I mean, yeah. as long as you're competent somehow and they'll, they'll give you a job, wow. but it's up to you to make the most of it. And then, and then, and then realize what you're strong suit. And, and some people want to be branch managers and just run branches. That's great. Some people kind of venture off into one of those forks and they, and they, and they kind of find their niche. Um, but I, heard- I, I enjoyed it because I learned a lot and, and, and which allowed me to point what I was going to be when I grew up in, yeah. in that direction. Right. Cool. Uh, so, um, I liked it. I met a lot of people. There's still people I talk to this day. Um, it, it was, it was, it was great. The only issue that I have was it's corporate and you're asked to do things that you normally wouldn't, don't really want to do or, or. You know, they, they, they basically has like a one size fits all model. This is the way that we want everybody to do it. Well, that doesn't didn't fit my personality. I can't read a book and then go apply what I read. I'm more of a I need to witness. I need to watch you do it. I need to learn from other people. That's how I learn faster. And they they wanted to run the they wanted to run everything off a of fear of numbers. They wanted me to pull people in every day and go you're either below your goals or you're, you're not doing enough because here's your numbers. You should be ashamed of yourself and I'll go out and do better. That's not the way I, I, I did things. And actually got, I, I, the way I did things was leading by example. And I've shown you the picture of my favorite picture of there's two, a boss and a leader. What's a boss and what's a leader. You know, a, a boss is a guy, you know, it, it's the gladiators in the cart. The gladiators are pulling the cart with the boss behind it. And then a leader is, the, 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 the leader is in front of the gladiators helping pull that cart, right? Yeah. And I'm a big, beli- big believer in leading from the front for Absolutely. sure. For sure. For uh, sure. You know, I, had I, a- give, I, I give the Braveheart uh, example, you know, there's the, the generals behind the thing, you know, he's, you know, shouting at his troops to go do this, that Well, William Wallace is standing in front of all his troops, right. Leading right. them into battle. So yeah. that's how I like to do things, but the I bank didn't a- want me to do it that way. I had a very successful entrepreneur once tell me, I don't deal with banks. I deal with bankers. And uh, what he meant was, I don't, I don't just like go to banks. I find individual people, bankers, and that I want to work with and work with them. Have you ever heard something like that? And what would you say about that advice? I uh, mean, a baker can mean so many different things. I mean, it's not like we had a lot of pull. Yeah. When you go to a banker, yeah, I mean, relation. Here's the thing: a long time ago, when you had a good relationship with a banker, you could get special favors. They'd approve you for loans themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, they would, you know, maybe maybe give you a little bit more of an interest rate on your on your on your CD or money market. Nowadays, there's no wiggle room for that stuff. So having a relationship with a, and, and I'm sorry for all the bankers that are listening out there, but they know what I'm talking about. I may be able to move the needle a little bit, but there's no decision-making going on. It's, it's a black and white thing, no matter which banker you talk to. Now, what you could do is have special favors done. Like if you need an account set up, mm-hmm. sometimes you're supposed to be there physically. Well, if I yeah. know you, 
I'll just take care of it for you. I'll, sure. s- I'll send you the signature page. You could sign and get it back to me. Right. Is it a no-no in the bank? Yeah, they don't like when you do that, but you have a few million dollars with this bank. I, I don't want to risk that relationship. So, I'll, so I'll, I'll do, I'll, I won't break the rules, but I'll bend them a little bit more for you. Right. Yeah. Um, let's t- let's go down that path. Cause I, uh, I think that's such an interesting concept. And, and when we met, that's one of the first things we talked about was how, you know, there's, there's certain financial tools, potentially vehicles that, you know, the regular Joe who might not be a high net worth individual, might not even know about just because, you know, maybe they don't even have an opportunity to leverage those tools because they don't have the capital or the assets to uh, actually be able to leverage those tools. So, I, you know, I'm curious from your perspective, are there certain tools, one for um, the regular Joes that they might commonly be overlooking or neglecting? Or, you know, when you see someone like me or, or, uh, you know, a regular Joe come up, um, never met before what, what's missing from a regular Joe's portfolio typically. So that's a great question. Um, I'll, I'll tackle one part. There, there are few products out there where there, there are net worth requirements. Um, there's minimum investment requirements, right? So, you know, especially in private placement, you know, they're, you know, they could say, if, you know, nothing less than $50,000. Well, if you don't have it, you can't do it. That's just a numbers thing, right? Or you need five, you have to have a $5 million net worth on, on a PFS uh, to, to, to even for us to be able to do that for you, right? But those are, there's a handful of those out there. As far as general investments, um, there's, it's open architecture. Everything's available to, to anybody. It's just a matter of the scale, right? So, how much, first of all, you want to get involved with somebody that, so we're a hybrid firm. I, we handle investments and then we handle insurance too. I don't think that all your money should go into just stocks, bonds, and cash, but I also don't believe that a solution to your life is life insurance. I think that there's a hybrid there, right? And it, there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a much longer conversation about why, which that could be for another conversation. But essentially, my job is to say, okay, here's your needs and goals. Here's what your future, here's what you want your future to look like. Here's what you feel about taxes. Here's where your trajectory of your, of your, of your professional career is going. You have a family. Do you not have a family, right? There's, there's all these components that we got to put together. Again, it's not a cookie cutter answer. Right. So- what I have to do is say, okay, after you pay your bills, after you fund your 401k, which you, you should do, now we can debate on how much you put in your 401k, but after that's all said and done and you want to plan for the future, there's disposable, how much disposable income on a monthly basis or even on an annual basis do I have to work with here? And then I have to take that number and facilitate a plan. So how much life insurance do you actually need, right? Do, do you, how many kids do you have? What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind to your kids? Sure. And then what are your future plans for, for, um, for, for, you know, life after retirement? Do you want to buy a vacation home? Um, and there's a lot of things that come into play with that. Like, do you have a pension waiting for you? Like a teacher, for instance, those teacher pensions are fantastic, right? So do they really got to tuck as much money away as guys like you and I, not really, because when they go to retire, they're going to, they're going to be, their monthly pension is going to be, I mean, they're, some of them make more money when they retire than they do while they're working. Oh, wow. that, right? 
So, um, but anyways, my, to answer your question, it there are a lot of things available to, to folks out there. It's just a matter of, does your advisor know about them? One. And two, are they able to facilitate it? Because if you're a guy that's working with an insurance guy and he doesn't have a securities license, then he's going to shove life insurance down your throat all day long because that's the only thing he can give you. Right. This is, this is, this is a concept that I think many people miss, yes. right? It's, it's like, it's like going to a butcher as for your financial advisor. It's like, Hey, I'm going to a butcher. What's he going to serve me? Well, he's going to serve me meat. He's a butcher. Right. right. Or you can go to a supermarket or, you know, you can go to a farmer's market or whatever, and you can pick from the whole menu of all sorts of things to cook dinner. Right. You're not just going to get meat. And I think people like, at least I was ignorant to this early on in my life, you know, in my teens and twenties, like I didn't realize that there was all these other things out there. Right. 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 Well, and there's another thing too, Phil is, not only has have the products on the insurance side and security side uh, um, grown and matured and developed and and just advanced over time, it's up to your advisor to constantly talk to you every year and say, okay, here's what you have going on right now, which was great two years ago, but guess what? This new thing came up because these companies, insurance companies, mutual fund companies, whatever, they're, they're, they're battling for your business. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. Well, if you do this, then the other companies eventually will pretty much get there. So how do you separate yourself? How do they separate themselves from each other? They're constantly evolving their products. So I can't tell you how many people I said, they'd say, well, I had this, I set this up 10 years ago. I'm, you know, what's happened in the last 10 years right? Look at cars, TVs, cell phone, like right. things advance over time. It, uh, investment instruments are no different than a TV or a car or a cell phone or whatever. They evolve over time. And, is, and, if, and if, you, if your advisor is talking to you at least once a year, if not twice, like we like to talk to people at least four or five times a year just to make sure that they're okay. Do reviews. Hey, listen, this is a new thing. We set this up four years ago, but it just advanced. We can move it into it. I think we should upgrade into this product. Sure. Oh, okay. So now you're evolving with the time instead of being in some stale, stale product that's years and years old. And a lot of times you'll find that things that you used to have to pay for within these, especially in insurance, now come essentially free or you don't have to pay for it up front unless you need it with your policy. For instance, long-term care and disability. Mm -hmm. You used to have to pay for that rider right when you bought it. Now, almost every insurance company gives it to you free. You mm -hmm. only pay for it if you have to use it eventually, right? right. But right. if you never have to use it, you have to pay for it, right? So, you know, yes, there's, all, there's a lot of things available. And it, 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 when it comes to general investments and planning, almost everything's available to everybody. It's just a matter of how much money do you, are you willing to put into it. Sure. To, to achieve the goals that we're trying to achieve. So if you're out there listening, like I was when I was in my 20s, early 20s, I don't care how old you are, you know, maybe you don't even have a financial advisor, right? You know, you need to get one. If you want to reach out to Scott, affinitywealthmg.com is his website. You can find him on LinkedIn. 
they are doing some pretty cool things. They've got some cool tools and tricks and, and I've learned a couple, uh, from Scott myself. So, um, you know, if, if you don't have one, it's worth a conversation to just make sure you are leveraging all of the tools. Cause it's, it's, uh, you know, it's not one size fits all. Nothing's a one size fits all solution. Like if someone's trying to just sell you that this or that, or, or one thing like life insurance or, or like stocks or like mutual funds is, is the be all end all. This is what you need to be doing or just put money, you know, just max out your 401k. That's it. That's not it. You're, you're missing out on huge opportunities. Am I right? Absolutely. And, and I'll tell you, consultations don't cost you anything. I'm not an attorney. I don't do billable hours. Um, I want to help as many people as I possibly can. So we, you know, we can have, we can have multiple dialogues until you trust me, feel comfortable, what have you. But if anybody wants help, I'll, I'll talk to anybody that, that wants my help. Uh, and again, we don't charge for time. You know, my, my goal is to earn, get you as a client. And once you become a client, then I definitely, I owe it to you to have as much conversation as you'd like to have, get to know your family, get to know, um, you know, keep in mind, you know, you know, when, 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 you know, folks have kids and everything, you know, when, if the folks were to pass away, we become the next most important person in, in, in their kid's life because we know where the money's at. So building a relationship with clients is, is, is almost, is just as important as doing the right thing with your money and making sure that it's there when you go to retire. Um, that's a but huge one that I, I haven't thought about that until recently because yeah. I, you know, I was just thinking about like, Hey, you know, I do all this stuff. Like, does my wife even know, like if I, if something happened to me, like, would she even know that I had this, would she even know who to call? Right. Yeah. Like, like that's a, that's a huge one that, that yeah, I think it is. probably many I mean, haven't that's thought just, about. That's just planning for the next generation. I mean, it's, 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 it's making sure that your kids are taken care of. And I'll tell you what, I mean, there's plenty, you know, especially the much older generation, you know, my, my, it took my mother about the better part of two years to settle her father's estate because he put money in about 13 different banks. It was spread up. There was no what now we diversify things. I can diversify things for you, but you called me and I'll tell you where it's all at. You know, the days of going to all these institutions and spreading your money out, fine and good for now. But when you pass, like your family's going to have one heck of a time right. tracking all this down and right. finding it all. And you're, and hopefully they find it all. Sure. You know, I mean, you know, you can go on your state's treasury website and I'll tell you how many times that I've gone, gone on, uh, you know, you can go on Michigan, the, the, the treasury site and go to lost property and you'll find like, uh, uh, inherited like money that was supposed to be left to somebody and they couldn't find that person or the person died and nobody knew they're just looking for the next of kin or claim it. Um, wow. You know, I had a client, I had a client that I found 500, 500 shares of Heinz stock. And I told him about it. And all it did, well, we filled out a form online. He sent it in to the PA treasury and he got any, and, and he was able to, somebody left him, his uncle, or, or I can't remember. This was a long time ago. That's crazy. But yeah. So, um, crazy. you know, just make sure you have your house in order, I guess, is, is a big piece of advice. And, you know, save your statements or, or, or maybe have some kind of central place where, where, where things are just in case something were to happen to you. Or 
you know, make sure your financial advisor knows where everything is. And, and that person should be able to just compartmentalize everything for you. Right. So if it were to happen to you, your family can go to you and that advisor can tell you where things are at. This is something I posted about Scott just the other day. And, and it's something, honestly, I'm just starting to implement in my life. So, you know, if you're not doing this, don't, don't feel like I'm pointing the finger at you. Cause I'm, I'm learning it myself. Like you gotta, your house is a business. You got income and you got expenses. You got a balance sheet. You, you got to run it like a business. You know, right. if you can't clean your house, you need to find you. You're just not. You're okay with your house being dirty all the time. No, like you. If you can't do the dishes right, how are you right. going to run a successful company? Right. Right. Like you, you. Your house needs to be clean, so you need to figure out a way to do it. You need to budget for a cleaning person, or you need to dedicate your time, or whatever you got to do. Right. And and again, I'm not perfect at this stuff, but this is you know this is mentality that I'm just learning that is just so important for people who want to be successful and do big, great things, you got to manage the small stuff. Well, and, and if you do well with little, you'll receive more. Right. So, and, and, and you take, and you get that taken off your plate. It allows you to focus on your own professional career and family go. time. And, 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 and what's important to you, you know, maybe, and maybe it's not professional. Maybe it's spending more time with your kids, you know, clean, get your, get your, get your, get your, you know, financials cleaned up or, 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 or let somebody else hand it to them. But by the way, we're professionals, right? We're good at what we do. Mm-hmm. I'm not, you know, I'm not a schmo off the street, you know, or, or anybody else in the business that, that, that likes their job and is good at what they do. We're pretty good at what we do. So to pay, to pay a fee, a small fee to, to, for us to facilitate for you and take that off your hands, it's going to allow you to spend more time with your family going to allow you to spend more time uh, concentrating on your career and your in your professional aspirations right um yeah there's plenty of people out there that that want to do it themselves and i'm not saying go ahead and do it if you want to yeah um but this is what we do do for a living this is what i wake up and um I, this is my number one priority next to my family sure. and my health sure um you know let, let it let us take this off your hand and and, and at least if anything Try people like us out. If you don't like what we do, you can always back it off, right? I mean, sure. nobody's saying you're in it forever. Yeah. But have a good experience with a good financial advisor, and 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 and, um, and you'll you'll see that as long as you trust this individual, trust being the optimal word, right? I mean, yeah. A lot of us are good at what we do, but you know, there's there's some out there that you know either don't keep up with continuing education or. They, they do the business about at just enough to get by. And then sure, they, and sure, they, go, they go, you know, they go on 19 vacations for the year. Yeah. So good. I'm not saying that those people are bad, wrong or indifferent. I'm just saying there's better ways of doing it. And you just want to find somebody. And I would highly recommend uh, finding somebody, at least that somebody knows, you know, uh, yeah. Google financial, you know, work with somebody that somebody else has worked with or somebody else, you know, knows or, or you have somebody that vouches for you, Sure. Um, you know, ask around, find people, um, call Phil, you know, he'll, he'll tell yeah, you. There you go. There you go. You can call Phil and get his, his opinion. I'll connect you to some key people like Scott or some other people in my network that, that helped me out too. And, and, um, man, I tell you, it, it's so big. And again, it doesn't, like you said, it doesn't cost you anything. Go, go try somebody out, go get some advice, go see if what you're doing makes sense and build relationships with people. That's what it's all about. So Scott, yeah, I'm curious with your experience in banking experience, you, you did mortgages, right. And quick loan stuff, you know, what, 
would you tell, you know, if you could go back in time 20 years, knowing what you know now about investing, financial management, all this stuff, what, what would you do differently? What, what would be like the couple things you would tell yourself, like, Scott, you need to be doing this. Wow. That's a, that's a really, really good question. So th- that's a double-edged sword for me. Um, <laughs> well, here's what I would say. If I had to do my life all over again, and maybe you're asking a question a bit different, telling myself something, I guess I would tell myself, um, maybe investments are in your future doing it. Uh, just, you know, try, try getting into it earlier. I know you hate it. Cause yeah. remember, like I, like I told you 20 years ago, I would have told you, hell no, absolutely not. I'm not I would never be a financial advisor. It's not sure. my thing. Yeah. Um, but going, what through, would you do differently instead of maybe just tell yourself? Uh, well, see, now that's where the, the other side of the sword comes in is, you know, who's to say that the, that the, that the, that the, that the career path I put myself through wouldn't have led me here. Right. So right. I made mistakes. I, I, I tested different things. I did mortgages. I, I, you know, I actually slightly dabbled in, in medical sales before I did mortgages and that didn't last very long. Mm-hmm. Um, so I dipped my toe into different things. I tried real estate development while I was out here I, and I still do it, but I don't own a lot of properties, but it's a labor intensive thing. It's, it's, you know, so my, my thing is, is that here's what I would tell myself. Don't be afraid to try anything. Mm-hmm. Right. Don't like, don't, um, don't pass up on a meeting. You know, what's an hour meeting take. And, and that's kind of one of the things that I, that I preach a lot of people is what's, what's an hour conversation going to hurt. Worst case scenario is you walk away and, and nothing happens. Best case scenario is something comes of it and you may professionally, mentally, personally uh, benefit from that. Now, case in point, I came out here on vacation and, and drove home with a job offer, right? That right. wasn't the plan. My buddy told me to bring a suit. I could have easily told him, no, that's what I'm coming out to do. But I was like, fine, whatever. And I walked away with a job, a job in which gave me a platform to now own my own financial firm in an right. industry in which 20 years ago, I would have told you absolutely not, right? So it's kind of funny how this has all come around. So I would tell people, don't, don't, I would tell myself, don't be afraid to make a leap. Don't yeah. turn down a meeting. Um, keep your eyes and ears open at all times. Um, and just make sure you take care of yourself and, 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 and take full advantage of any opportunity. If somebody wants to have a conversation with you, have the conversation. Worst case scenario, you walk away, you never talk to that person again. Sure. You never know what's going to happen, right? That's such good advice, Scott. It's that's like million billion dollar advice that I think people they've heard some of the successfuls like the Warren Buffett's of the world, or you know, some of these people say, you know, you got to be able to say no to things. And then, and, and they're talking to you know, you got to put that in perspective and you got to set that premise up right. And and what they're talking about is making sure they protect their time so they can accomplish the things they want to accomplish. Now, your point here of saying yes to things that may, you know, oh, talking to Joe or whatever, some stranger who approaches you may seem like a waste of time. Like it's not going to get you where you want to go. But to your point, if you meet somebody, they introduce you to some new concept that you've never heard before, teach you something new, it might change the trajectory of your entire life. 
your your trip. You got an interview, job offer, and now you're in Pittsburgh. Whole trajectory of your life changed, right? And Absolutely. I know, learned. I still learn. There, there is a banker that I used to when talking about bankers that I that was average at best. He wasn't a bad guy. He just he wasn't you know he just it wasn't his thing. He ended up moving on to do other things. But what I I've learned part of my value in my value proposition, which is which is kind of long in my longer version. I, he he I, he was talking to a customer, and he said something. And it, out of all the people that I know, I I, I was like this guy's probably never going to teach me anything. Well, I pulled something from him, a very unlikely source, that I now put into my day to day into into my value proposition. Right. So my thing is, is again, learn people. You'll, you'll never know who you, what you can learn things from. It, it could be something personal, mental, sure. um, a way of living your own personal life. Right. Because I'm, I'm a firm believer that your personal life and your professional life, granted that they're separate, but they do mm -hmm. interweave. So yeah. a good soul and a good mindset allows you to attack your professional career at its fullest potential. Right. Right. So I, I try to, I try to take bits and pieces. Like, so when people ask me who my mentor is, do I have people I lean on? Yes. But the, like the, almost the, everybody I've ever encountered, I, I listen and I, and, and there's, there could be value there. I'm a, basically I'm, I've created myself as a, as a, as a, as pieces of other people that I said, wow, I really like the way that sounds, or I like the way that, that person carried themselves or I like the tone of their voice in that particular yeah. presentation. Like it doesn't matter what it is. Sure. I, I pull things from different people and I've created myself from, from that. Right. Um, I don't believe that there's any one person that's going to guide you in life. Right. I, um, this has to be why we click so well, man. Cause yeah. you know, what GLE is all about arming people with tools and mindset. And the way I think about that is exactly what you're describing, right? I'm putting, I'm taking pieces, the best pieces from everywhere, and I'm putting them in my toolbox here. So, you know, not everybody, there's no one person that has a perfect mindset, right? They have, they have a mindset to do what they're doing and that might be really cool. Right. But you know, you can take pieces of one mindset, pieces from another. I, like, I just love that. And it's like, it resonates so much with me, man. So it's probably why we click so well. Oh yeah, man. I, like I said, I keep, always keep your ear to the ground. Um, you learn a lot from, 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 from people that you just don't know, or yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly listening. I just like talking to people. Yeah. You know, you never know what you're going to gain, learn, absorb from them. It's a great mindset, man. Great mindset. So you mentioned another really cool point I want to make sure the audience leaves with is, you know, you, you mentioned if I could go back and, and do things over, well, who, who's to say I would, cause I, you know, I wouldn't have ended up where I am now with the mindset I have now and met the people I've met on, on this path. Right. And it's a, it's a big point about contentment. Cause I think, I think especially in the social media world, everybody's comparing, we're always comparing like, Oh, look at, that dude flying on some private jet and you know, you, everyone's comparing their life. Right. And it's so important to know you are right where you need to be to get where you, you need to go. Right. So, you know, don't ever get discouraged or down or, or get on that comparison train to other people. You're on your path 
and, and be content with it. You can want more. That's cool. You know, your path might be that you need to want more and, and pursue and achieve more, but you know, always be content with where you're at, but never, never, uh, stop being hungry for more. Absolutely. I, so that's very well said. And I, I firmly believe that, um, you know, what are your dreams and aspirations? Um, you know, I've worked with when I was at, when I was at the bank, I can't tell you how many people would, would, um, complain about how much money they made, but they never wanted to do anything more to do. They never wanted to work any harder. Right. And they would literally tell me I'm not doing that because, um, that's not in my job description. Well, you know what, when we look for promotions, we're looking for people that do things outside of their job descriptions and, right. and proactively take that on. That's what I'm looking for to give a promotion. So when that time comes around, we, we just won't ask you. Right. So, but then the same people that complain and bitch when they get a paycheck and it's not enough. Right. So, and maybe monetary, monetary value isn't enough. Maybe, maybe it's a mental thing. Maybe it's health. But if you don't work, you can have all the aspirations that you want, but if you, but if you are not willing to put in the work and the time and the effort, you're not, it's not going to magically show up unless you hit the lottery, I guess. I mean, but it's yeah, and then lottery, the lottery winners go broke, right? They, <laughs> they do, don't, yeah, they, they, they don't know they what do. to do with it. I knew one guy that didn't win the lottery, but he, and I didn't know him. He, he, he was a, he was a client customer of the bank and he, and he won deal or no deal. Oh, and, nice. uh, I think I can't remember how much he was close to on a grand. And I think he, he blew through it relatively quickly, but uh, back to your point is, you know um, you know, when you, when you work in the workforce and and if you're if you have aspirations to do bigger things and you're not going to get there mm-hmm. in the current spot you're free to go and leave start your own venture go work for another company maybe that industry is not good maybe you know you could be great at sales but maybe selling that particular item or or right. or, or service isn't isn't in your wheelhouse and when i was running branches i had people get promoted underneath me state in banking I also got per people that would take the next step in their career, but say, Hey, listen, Scott, thank you for teaching me every, all this stuff. I really grew. But what I realized is banking just isn't for me. I want to go sell insurance or I want to go sell uh, whatever. I like sales. You help Mm -hmm. me grow, but banking's just not my thing. I want to go try this. Sure. And it kind of goes by to taking the leap, right? So being content with yourself is, is great. But if you have goals and aspirations of doing more, getting off your ass and putting in the work is, is, is what you need to do. It's not just going to show up. Right. Uh, you know, it's the hard truth. It's oh, hard yeah. Truth. And don't be afraid to ask. You know, don't be afraid to go to your direct report and say, hey, listen, what do I got to do to take the next step? Right. Right. Or, you know, what are you looking for in, in the next time that this opening is? What are you looking for in the next candidate? And, and, and there's nothing wrong with answer, asking that question, right? Sure. Now, going back to leadership, if you find yourself in a position or a company where you're just not jiving well with the value system, there's only so much you can control, right? It's not your shop to run. And we, you and I have talked about this before. So you either leave or go start your own shop. 
it's a it's a scary ass leap. I, I mean, it, it is when you're the one responsible for generating the revenue. But here's also what I'll tell you: if you're gonna do that, make sure you do. Make sure it's doing something that you actually enjoy doing. Right. Like a lot of people want to be financial advisors because they think financial advisors means I'm going to make a lot of money. You have to, you have to put in the time. It's yeah. you don't just get licensed and then the money just starts rolling in. That doesn't not, that never happens. Right. So, but on a, on a larger scale, make sure you like what you do when you genuinely care about what you do. Sure. And, and that's probably the biggest thing. Because I, you know, I had a, I had a, somebody that I worked with, they used to say, he used to tell a story um, about like for me, for instance, I hate painting, uh, which means since I hate it, I'm also bad at it. I'm not that great of a painter. So right, right. If you want your house painted, don't ask me. Well, Gary V talks about this, right? His teachers in school yeah. used to accuse him of being lazy. It's like, no, he's not lazy. He just doesn't care at all about your stupid school. You know, it's not that he's lazy. He just wants to do other stuff. So, you know, that's me, Phil. Um, Oh yeah. It's me too. It's everybody. That's everybody. Right. Yeah. I mean, I didn't graduate college and it's funny. I was talking, this is, this is actually funny. You bring this up because recently I I came back to Detroit to see my, to, to see family. And I had told my wife, I said, Hey, listen, I didn't graduate college, but I always, I always four pointed my business, my marketing economics. I always did well in that stuff. But they made me take all this other crap that I was no longer interested in. And I and I I barely even showed up. Right. So I, I'm home and I'm going through a bin full of um stuff that my mother kept, right? Just storage. Mm-hmm. And she kept a report card from college. And right. on the report card, it was a, a marketing and a business class. And I got a four point in both. And then it was like probably some kind of science class and whatever. I, I didn't even bother paying attention. And I got like a C minus in both of those because I barely showed up nor cared. I did yeah. the bare minimum. I think I was carrying like a 2.45 GPA. <laughs> but I said, listen, I wasn't okay. This is what I'm interested in. And yeah, I took yeah. it seriously and I did well. The rest of this stuff, sure. I don't. So, you know, I don't want to get into college degrees because I know college is important, <laughs> right? But you know, find what you enjoy doing. You genuinely, like for me, it was helping people. Mm -hmm. So I just got, I just had to find something that I could do to help people. And that could have been a multitude of things. I just fell into investments, which I kind of followed the market anyway. You know, I I was always interested in in that. I enjoyed business. I enjoyed finance. It It made sense for me, right? I think there's another gem of mindset in there too, Scott. And we hit on it, you know, in our conversation briefly before this episode is you need to leverage your strengths where you are today. And it may not seem, you know, maybe you're in a situation where you're unhappy or whatever. You can impact the world and people and it, it doesn't take some big thing. It's, it's one conversation. Right. Right. You know, you, you can make a difference. You can figure out a way to fulfill the purpose that God has put you here for right where you are today. Cause you're here for a reason. Right. And that doesn't mean don't aspire to other things. It just means you are, you're here where you are today for a reason. So, you know, you can do that. So don't, 
don't think that you've got to make a change before you can make an impact because you don't, you can make no. an impact right where you are. Right. And it goes back to you asking what, if I had to go back and do it differently, right. would I? Yeah. I don't know. How do I know that I would, how do I know that I would end up in this spot sure. or better, maybe worse? I have no idea. Like, mm-hmm. how did you, how did you fall into doing what you do now? So I fell into GLE because partially I, I was, I was working on my personal development plan. And one of the things I wanted to do was learn about leaderships and I wanted to learn about business and be better business minded going into my early thirties. And so I I reached out to a guy that, um, he's a business mentor of mine and, uh, a leader mentor of mine, Tony Watley. He, he's uh, he founded three, six, five driven. who was just a friend of mine. Right. And I wanted to support him. He was starting his, his private society. So I joined it and um, just started hanging out with a bunch of people that own businesses. Cause I don't, I didn't own a business. I didn't know anything about business. I work for a big business and, and I, I wanted to be better and add more value where, wherever I can, you know, at my work at, at, uh, you know, anything I might want to start in the future, whatever. I, I didn't have a business idea. Right. And I got in that group and, you know, a podcast to, and is something I had thought about for a long time. And I met other podcasters that were doing it and I learned how easy it was to do it. And I was like, shoot, I, I literally learned it on Saturday. I learned about an app, a free app called anchor. And that's, that's a, uh, it's a Spotify sponsored app. That, is that and, an official uh, plug? What's that? No, it's not an official plug. It's just, you know, that's, that's one, one that's out there that I use. And, uh, I'm telling you what, it, it was just, uh, it was the next day I recorded, a. I grabbed my phone, I opened the app, I plugged in my little microphone that I bought. I, I recorded a trailer and GLE was born. And many people who have started podcasts will tell me that's a terrible way to start a podcast, Phil. <laughs> and, and Hey, you know, I'm learning, we're learning, we're growing, we're, we're doing these things. That's what it's about. I mean, you're going to screw up. You're, you're never going to be ready. You're never going to have all the answers at some point you got to go. And I think many people, you know, it's the, it's the people that think that it has to be perfect or, you know, some, all these people have it figured out. Once you realize nobody's got it figured out. No, nobody. No. And I think you hit on something too, when you're surrounding yourself with people, that are positive mindset with positive mindsets successful in their own right. Now we can talk about what the different levels of success and what that actually means, but they're, they're, they're um, positive influences. And that was one thing, not that I have bad influence, but I'm very lucky in, in, in Pittsburgh here and, and friends back home to be surrounded by a lot of close friends of mine that are all successful in different areas in their own right. Um, and we, we feed off each other quite a bit. And we all have families. So our paths in life are very similar, you know, married, young kids, goal-driven. Um, and we actually have a chat that we set up that's specifically for um, successes in our career, wow. um, get, getting that positive uh, 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 reinforcement or uh, hey, this is, I'm uh, not to be braggadocious, but hey, this happened, you know, today, like even like coming on this podcast, like, you know, I, I threw in there, hey, going on a podcast, you know, nervous and excited at the same time, that that kind of thing, you know, and it was, 
yeah, you're going to do great. Go, go get it. You know, all that kind of stuff. And, and it, it could be big, small, whatever. Right. Um, sure. Close a big deal. Uh, you know, uh, some people throw that in there or something like that, but it's surrounding yourself with people uh, that help set the bar higher and higher and higher and higher, or at least you can feed off of their success and go, okay, wow, that's awesome. I just got a little bit bigger pep in my step today. I'm going to go, I'm going to go right. schedule two more appointments for next week, anything that can come <laughs> out of it. But again, you know, I, I, you know, the whole, well, again, the word holistic is, you know, and you know, being, being as far as leadership and, and, and careers and all that, I think it, it, before any of that, you, you, you have to be your, your soul and, and you, how you are inside and your body and everything. You got to get that right. Right. You got to get your, 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 the people around you. You can't have dead weight. You got, you got to, you got to, you got to get, get rid of the dead weight and bring more positive people into your life. Um, you know, what motivates you for me, it's my kids and my, and my wife and my family, you know, I got yeah. to provide for them. Um, Another one I, of my mentors calls that um, what you're talking about. He calls it head and heart alignment. And I, I thought that was a great way to describe it. It's like, how do I get my head and my heart aligned? Cause if you're out of alignment, you know, it's like being out of alignment and you need to go to the chiropractor. Like you, your body's just can't, your body can't function. Right. No. And your life can't function. Right. If, if your head and your heart, aren't aligned and you're constantly, you know, being pushed down. Pitbull has this funny story. He tells like, um, I get a kick out of Pitbull, man. You know, I had no, I had no clue, you know, who that guy was. And, and he, he, he's got some real good mindset now, uh, and, uh, that he's been so successful and, and done all this stuff and business and things. But, uh, Mr. Worldwide, uh, shares that, uh, there's, uh, all these people cheering for you, right. When you're a little kid, like you're, 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 you're learning how to walk. And he's like, man, it's so crazy. You know, everybody, everybody's trying to get you to walk and they want you to walk so bad and you walk and they throw a big party and, and they're all happy for you. And then you grow up and you try to do something great and they're all like tearing you down. And, uh, it's like, it's just so fascinating. Right. So, you know, if you want to learn how to walk really quick, you're going to learn fast. If you got a bunch of people helping you learn and, and cheering you on, but if you got a bunch of people tearing you down and holding you down and trying to keep you from walking, it's going to be hard to learn how to walk. It might take you a lot longer. You can still do it, but it might take you a lot longer. Well, it's going to be even harder to get. I mean, I find a lot of people, I've, I know people that they find it really hard to, and I hate to say the word, get rid of those people out of your life, but you know, you got a lifelong friend maybe, or somebody you know forever. And for whatever reason, they're, they're holding you down because they make bad decisions and they're just not a good influence. Cutting that tie is tough. Yeah. And it may seem selfish. Now, I mean, it's depending on what this person does, but I mean, if it's some some pretty negative stuff and all that, I mean, there may sure. come a point where you may have to say, <laughs> I just, being around you brings me down. And then it bleeds into everything you do, right? You take that to the office and you take that back home to your family. And and it's just, this, and it becomes a vicious cycle. And um, I just refuse to be around it anymore, to be quite honest with you. You know, I, yeah. I mean, I've been... I'll remove myself from a situation where, or, or an individual that is just like, wow, you're just, you're just, you're just negative all the time. I want nothing to do with you. Sure. I really don't. You're not helping me at all. You know, it, the, the mindset that I've learned related to that is to just be very purposeful with your energy. Yeah. So you need to be aware 
that, Hey, this individual, this relationship drains my energy. And you can, you can know that because if you're around somebody like, like you, Scott, for me, you know, I'm sitting here talking to you, guess what? My energy is actually like, like I'm actually getting in a better mood and I'm feeling better than before we even started talking. Right. So Mm -hmm. if you're around people that when you leave that conversation, you're in a worse mood and you're tired and you're drained you know, if you're trying to accomplish something great, you want to be around people that give you energy and make you feel because you just got to be purposeful of, okay, I know this person could drain my energy. So I'm going to limit my time with them. And I'm going to be right. very strategic about when I choose to spend time with them. So I'm not, you know, taking myself off the rails and affecting myself getting where I need to go. Right. Absolutely. And, and, and tie that back into leadership, man. So, you know, when you got a workforce underneath you, so back when I was at the bank, it was, corrective action, you know, they didn't hit their goals or they did this corrective action. I'm like, that doesn't help anybody. Right. Right. You know, my thing, my, my, I was big on, all right, you didn't, you didn't, you, you made the, as long as you made the effort, I, I, I'll put time into helping you. But if you quit on me, I, I, I'm not, you know, I can't, I can't, I can't teach drive. You can't teach drive <laughs> oh yeah. No, right? you either got it or you don't. Right. Sure, sure. So I was, I would, I would, when I had an employee that was struggling, but I knew they had it in them, I, it was it was never a negative. It was never, hey, look at your numbers here. You're you're on the verge of getting let go here if you don't. Because what's going to happen, right? They're going to be down. They're going to go home. They're going to take that back home to their family. And do you think they're going to wake up tomorrow and feel good about coming to work? No, no. They're going to be walking on eggshells, pins and needles. They're right. probably it's going to come out in their in their performance at work. They're mm-hmm. probably going to be a little bit more aggressive than they normally are, and maybe maybe be be too aggressive with somebody or or doing the job and botch it up all together. Sure. It doesn't do anything. Positive reinforcement, which I mean, everybody loves that term, but truly, positive reinforcement. I say, listen, let's work on let's work on how you're going to get from A to B. And I, I never treated those people like I never I didn't first of all, I didn't even care about the numbers. Like I barely even looked at numbers. I knew where I was. My thing was, is how do I individually get each people to maximize their potential? Yeah. And I would work with each one of them and I would show them again, going back to to the, the, the boss and the leader, I would say, okay, listen, the next time we have to present to a, to a potential customer, I'm going to do it. I want you to watch me. Right. Right. And I would do it. And then they would pick things up. Okay. What do you think? Blah, blah, blah. Okay. Do you want me to do that again for you? Yes or no? Okay. No, Scott, I think I got it. But can you, can you sit off in the corner and listen? And, you know, so that kind of, that, that kind of thing. Um, you reminded me of a book and it's a, a super valuable book. I've got people in my circle that say it's probably the most valuable book they've ever read. But if you lead teams of people, that advice you just shared about, you know, praising in public, positive reinforcement, you know, correcting in private, the, those concepts are so key in this book, bringing out the best in people. If you never heard of it or ever I've, read it, it's so I've good, man. You gotta, you gotta read it. It's a, uh, it's a, it's really a worthwhile read. And if you're not implementing some of these strategies, then you're missing out on huge opportunities to, to really impact people. Absolutely. And, and here's the thing too, when you treat people like that, it comes back around, it comes back around in their attitude, their performance, um, and in, by the way, if you're in a leadership position and people below you are getting promotions, not now you look good, right? Well, because, that's your job as a leader, right? To well, develop other leaders. 
Yeah, and and that's it. So and, and again, t- just as an example, there were, when I was at the bank, there were two branches that I took over that were in the bottom of their region, um, production-wise. Okay, out of let's just call it fourteen branches in a particular region of the pits of the of, of the Western PA area, mm-hmm. and very quickly, and not to be bragging, Joseph, just but to, to make a point, being this is a leadership podcast, the I, in. And the first comment was, okay, what was the other person like? Oh, he would, he would pound on us about this and that. And it was always negative. I'm, okay. I said, listen, we're not going to do that here. I'm not writing anybody up. If you give me the effort, if you don't hit your numbers, we're going to work on it. And both of those branches, I eventually took them to the top of the region production wise. And one of them was in a pretty, like pretty not so great area. Right. Sure, and we sure. were competing with the branches downtown. And this is before I took over downtown. Right. And that's kind of how I made a name for myself at, at the bank. But the point is, is that same, same people, yeah. the staff, I didn't change the staff. Sure. Same people, different yeah. mentality, different leadership style, showing them how to do it. Yeah. It picked them up. And, and in very short time too, it didn't take me a couple of years. The one branch, I mean, in one quarter in a three, three months, we were, we were crushing our goals. And they were like, oh, yeah. Scott, nobody showed this to us. We didn't know. They, they threw us on the floor and they said, hit these numbers. No coaching, no development, right. no leadership, yeah. no nothing. Right. And all it took for me was to, to put myself out there and lead from the front and, and show them how to do it. And they picked up really fast and we ended up doing very well. That's a fantastic uh, story, man. Fantastic. And I think another idea that came to mind when you were telling that is um, related to just overall making sure people are in a position to be successful. And I think oftentimes leaders, you know, as a in addition to being just negative or, or whatever, and, and um, you know, it sounds like that situation might've been a, just a really bad leadership situation, but, you know, I feel like sometimes where we get frustrated with people like, Hey man, this person's just not delivering on this. Like, I need to get rid of this person. It's like, no, man, you might have him in the wrong seat. Like, you, you got to put him in a position or her in a position to be successful. And if they have certain skills and you're putting them in a place where they're pretty weak and you're, you're expecting them to deliver like high results in a place where they're weak, well, that's stupid. Like, Absolutely. you, you got to put them in a spot where they can succeed. Absolutely. Right? Like, that's your job. And, and, it, and you got to, you know, the solution's not just get rid of people. No. And I'll tell you, there's a, I have a quick story that, that you're reminding me of. I had an assistant named Paul and Paul operationally was the best. I, my operation knowledge, I was horrible. I'm very type A, like those little details. It's not my thing. Right. 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 So, but he was my assistant. So guess what? I handled the sales stuff. He handled the operations because I was comfortable. I would say, listen, Paul, that's not my thing. I need you to take that over. I'll handle this. And together, we're, we're this ship's going to run, right? Right, right. And it did. And I took care of him, you know, for, for the help and all that because, you know, he, he took that completely off my plate. But that was his strong suit. His strong suit wasn't sales. Right. It was operations, which as far as the bank was concerned, operations was just as important as sales, right? I mean, there's, there's guidelines that we got to follow. Right. And it's not that I didn't know them, but there was, there's just, and and you talk, if you meet any uh, operations person in a bank, they'll tell you, there's just a lot of audit stuff and it's a lot. 
wasn't, wasn't, that wasn't me. I was not very good at that stuff, but I recognized that. And I did, I was humble enough to, to, to be say, listen, I'm not good at this, Paul, take that off my hands. I'll take care of the rest. And right. he did. And we did, we, 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 again, we went to the top, we went to the top of our respected region because of it. And he had a part of it just as much as I did. That's he awesome. just handled my weakness and I handled his weakness. That's awesome. And we together as a team, we did, we did very well, you know, so I agree with you, you know, and, and there's also been people where I've had to pull them aside to have tough conversations like, Hey, sure. Are you sure this is the right job for you? Like, you're really good at this. I can get you to the op, like straight operations side where you're not in a branch. You're basically handling the corporate right. side of operations. You're very good at this. The rest of this stuff, you're not, like, are you sure this is good for you? Yeah. That's what and, good leaders do, man. They set the vision and they don't just sit there like, what do you want to do? What is, what is this? No, they, they set, they, they help people expand their vision for what they're capable of and what's possible and, and where they can add value. And, and I love that you did that. It's an awesome story, Scott. I love that we're, we're going a little overtime, but it's, it's worthwhile. Cause you know, I love chatting. We go all night, but before we leave, um, want to ask you one final question. What would you leave and this question, this question before I, I get into it is I, I ask it to just about everybody, you know, this podcast might be around for, you know, who knows how long, right? I would love to be able to go back in time and see my great, great grandpa talking with people on a podcast. Like that would be super cool. And that, that was part of the why behind creating GLE. So if you could leave the future generations of who knows how many people that might see this podcast someday, some bits of advice, what would you leave them? Oh, wow. I, I could, I could go over a lot of things, but w- watching your podcast as much as I have, I've, I've heard the answer to some of these. So in, in an effort to not be redundant, um, you know, be true to yourself and all that stuff, that that's, that's great, you know, which would, but if I were to add to the collection of advice that you have for this podcast, um, you know, if you're in a leadership position, make sure you treat your workforce the way you'd want to be treated. Um, don't lead with fear, lead by example, you know, be, 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 be the guy that's out ahead of your, of your, of your workforce, showing them how to do it. You were put in a leadership position for a reason, right? Somebody saw something in you to put you in charge of, of these folks, prove it, prove that you can do the job, prove to your sales force that you belong there. And they'll respect the hell out of you. If you, if you do, when you show them that, that you're, you can lead them to do bigger and better things. And the ancillary benefits from it are like the respect that you'll get. They'll come to work wanting to work harder for you. Um, it, it's just, the people are human. Everybody's human. Um, positive reinforcement and, and, and teaching as opposed to uh, leading with fear. Way, the, the benefits far outweigh um, the uh, the negatives when it comes to leading with with positive reinforcement and treating these the, the, your your workforce who by the way are are, are, are they directly affect your bottom line right so fi- you know if you're just one that just wants to fire somebody all the time you're going to find yourself hot job hopping for quite some time uh, and I've seen it uh, I've, I've seen it in the bank so um, treat people with respect show them the way lead from the front. Um, always be an earpiece for them too. you know, let, let them come to you and talk about whatever they want to get off their chest. 
you want to gain as much respect as possible and respect doesn't have to come in the form of, of, of um, just being, having the management title, the CEO title, show them that you care, show true, show them that you truly care because if you don't, they're eventually going to see it and they'll stop wanting to work for you. That's great advice, man. Great advice. Got to make them a priority, give them time, give them attention, give them love and uh, give them courage confidence to go do big things so i love this guy this has been fun man uh, where can people find you if they're looking to connect with you uh so our the firm's website is uh www.affinitywealthmg.com that's mg is in management group.com uh you can find me on linkedin uh our insurance website's being revamped right now so that'll be that'll be launched hopefully in the next few weeks um a lot of changes being made, but uh, you can email me too at ssomma at affinity ip as an insurance partners.com. Um, again, all my contact information is on LinkedIn. So if you need to get a hold of me, that's where you can find me. Rock on, brother. I appreciate you coming on. Everybody Thanks, out there, make sure you're leading from the front and go lead everything. If you think someone would benefit from hearing this episode or any of this content, please share it and send them over to GoLeadEverything.com to learn more. It has been amazing to hear about all the individuals who listen to and are getting value from the content here at GLE. Thank you for your support. You are the reason we do what we do. See you next time. Go Lead.